you're listening to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters Podcast. Grab a cerveza and turn up those speakers. <laughs> Yawn, man! Whoa! Good driving, Ricky. Oh, there's vehicles underneath it. Oh. It's taking up power poles. All right, here we go. Episode number one of a brand new podcast, El Ninos. You know what, Hola. What, yeah, you know what it means. El Ninos means the children, and that seems wildly appropriate for the tornado hunters. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And uh, uh, I think the best way to do this uh, for those of you that are tuned in and you're maybe not familiar with the tornado hunters, maybe you weren't one of the millions of people that actually <laughs> saw the show on television. Uh, I mean, it was a huge, huge hit around the world the philippines were really in love with uh the tornado hunters but because of that maybe you haven't heard uh, maybe you haven't heard of who, who we all are so let me start off with some introductions first of all i want to introduce cubby cubby is chris chittick chris chittick he's from grand rapids michigan um this is a guy who spent several seasons on discovery channel's storm chasers and then in 2013 he joined us here at Tornado Hunters, and he's been doing that ever since. He is the only man I know who has literally never had a real job. <laughs> that, that is, that is absolutely true. true. That is absolutely true. That is he true. worked at a golf course and then started storm chasing, and now he has three kids. <laughs> uh, that all goes out thanks to my wife, Chelsea. She's the uh, breadwinner of the family. All right, Cubby, so... Uh, tell us how you got that nickname, Cubby. Yeah, so it all started back at the golf course. Uh, you know, it started out as a bag boy. Uh, they called me Cubby, and then it ended up being a golf tournament at the place that I worked at, the Cubby Classic. And uh, it's just stuck with me ever since. I don't believe it. They named a golf tournament after you? <laughs> That's right, Ricky. That is right. <laughs> You're so full of I shit. Can, you I always lie. I can give you the, the golf course's name and you can call them and that golf tournament still holds. Well, and, and listen, let, let, let's let's use this opportunity to introduce Dick Forbes. Um, sorry, Ricky Forbes. Now, here's here's a man who uh, so Ricky's been with uh, Tornado Hunters uh, since 2012. And I was actually sitting beside Ricky when he saw his very first tornado. And uh, he's uh, listen, Ricky has had over a dozen concussions under his belt and and he's and he's seen close to 100 tornadoes uh clearly this guy uh his guidance counselor from high school owes him an apology ricky welcome uh to the show uh what do you think we're what do you think this is going to be like uh, are you looking forward to it or are we are we just embarrassing ourselves at this stage you know what? i liken this to um whenever i get asked about how i got into storm chasing I just mentioned how I failed out of high school and ran out of options. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very much how I, I ended up here now. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> or I also like to say that uh, one day my, my now colleague, Greg Johnson, calls me up and he says, hey, 
do you want to chase storms and disappoint your mother? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> well, we can tell well, you what, Ricky, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you nailed it. Listen, let's get let's get to the the last member of the team here. Uh, I want to introduce Nick the Body. Nick the Body. Now that's that's quite a handle to live up to. Nick the Body. Um, Nick lives in a world full of cryptocurrency, a dash cam, ham radios, motion cameras surrounding his home, and occasionally live storm live streaming a tornado or two. Uh, for anyone listening, if I ever go missing, Nick should be your prime suspect. Nick, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Greg. And as always, it's whatever the opposite of a pleasure to be here is. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word off the top of my head, what the word for the opposite of pleasure would be. Displeasure? No, no I, I think there's got to be a better word. It's probably something along the lines of uh, burden. <laughs> I like it. Well, good to All have right. you on, Nick. Thanks. I want to introduce myself as well, guys. I'm Greg Johnson. I started chasing tornadoes shortly after a near mental breakdown. Uh, along with these uh, three knuckleheads, I've put on close to a million miles chasing storms across North America. Guys, welcome to episode number one. This is El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. <laughs> What are we drinking tonight, guys? Nick, Nick, are you drinking anything? Are you are you like Coke Zero, one liter model? Ricky Forbes. Stop by the gas station, grab a slush. <laughs> high very high child, octane. Very childish. Cubby, what about you? I'm drinking a lovely coffee because the reason being is uh, the my wife Chelsea. She's at full term, so we could literally have a baby at any minute. So I need to be on point and drink my coffee. You act oh, like God. you're involved. <laughs> well, Thursday's the day, I my friend. Really, I really oh, hope. Wow. I really hope it happens in the next hour and six minutes. Well, if I suddenly <laughs> disappear, you guys know why. Right on. All right, Who, Ricky. That, uh, Ricky, listen. Uh, <laughs> you have somebody you want to introduce for us. I would love to introduce my good friend Amanda Ruler to the podcast. Amanda and I last year. I uh, had the pleasure of working together uh, for the Saskatchewan Rush. That's the local lacrosse team here in our home province of Saskatchewan. And as the co-host, Amanda and I were the people out in the field, the mics getting the crowd going and all pumped up. But all that said, Amanda's claim to fame is winning a Price is Right car. And we'll get to that right away. I have lots of questions. <laughs> Beyond yeah. all that, I do have to man mention Amanda's resume as an incredible athlete. Uh, and she will tell you better, but she's played running back for the Legends Football League, uh, both in Los Angeles Temptations, as well as for the Atlanta Steam. Amanda's also a former Olympic weightlifter in the 53-kilogram category, and she also has an incredibly entertaining Instagram feed, at uh, Amanda Ruler, and uh, you definitely got to check that out. So first off, Amanda, you got to tell us about Price is Right. Ooh, let's start there. Well, like you said, I was playing for the Legends Football League. So I played football in the States and I had applied like online to get Ellen tickets. And they said, hey, sorry, no Ellen tickets this week. Do you want prices right tickets? So I was like, yeah. whatever, cool. Got the tickets. I grabbed like a couple of my teammates. So like three or four girls, we went down to the studio 
you have to wait in line for quite a long time. So you're waiting in line and they actually interview every single person that's in line for like 30 seconds. So they go up, every person when they got to me, they're like, tell me about you. I'm like, I'm Amanda, super bubbly. Like I'm from Canada. And they're like, oh my goodness, here we go. Um, and I was like, I love Plinko. And like I play football and they're like, holy smokes, like this, this girl's pretty cool, right? So they were calling up like the first line of people and I was the last person to be called up and I like exploded with energy. I ran up to the stage and they kind of put you up there and you have to guess on the first item. So everybody guessed before me and then I bid a dollar, like a dollar. Cause I was like, everybody's over. And guess what? Everybody was over and oh, I won. Awesome. So I got to go up on the stage and I all I remember is I kind of, you know when you're in that, you're in like a, there we go, there's the music. <laughs> so that music started playing and I almost just kind of blacked out. I started flexing on stage and I remember he was asking my name and I was just flexing and pointing because when I watched the episode later, he was like, tell me your name and he puts the mic out and I don't even answer. And he's like, never mind then. Like, <laughs> yeah. So was that Drew or was that uh, old school? Uh, Drew. So it was Drew Carey. Um, so I actually grew up watching like the Drew Carey show. So it was kind of awesome to see him in real life after watching that show growing up. Sure. And he brought out this big thing. So this game was called High Low. So it was those really big dice and you had to actually roll um, the dice according to the price of the car. And so if you didn't hit the number, you had to guess higher or lower. And the odds were in my favor, like the Hunger Games or something. And I guessed like the exact high, low, high, low. I guessed all the numbers and I won a car. I won Looking a car. car. <laughs> it was a Hyundai Sonata. Wow. So they actually had to cut me a check because I'm Canadian. So they gave me the full amount for the car. Okay, Pretty so listen, we, I think everybody wants to know because they're always wondering how the, these things yeah. work. Like when you say you got a check for the full amount. Yes. It, it, they don't go, or you could take the cash and, and it's a lesser amount or anything like Like you literally got the full amount of the car? I'm glad you asked this because this is the tricky part. So if you are an American citizen, you have to accept the prize as is, but you have to pay a prize tax of 27%. Wow. So, yeah, because I'm foreign and they couldn't just give for some reason, they couldn't just give me the car. They had to cut me a check because I was foreign. So you actually don't have the option. Um, so mm. because I'm from Saskatchewan, if you receive a gift from the States, it's or if you consider if you got a prize from the States, it's considered a gift. So you're actually allowed to keep the full amount. Oh, cool. So it was a loophole. <laughs> Yeah, so I had like I had like the extreme loophole. So that is it. Was awesome. it Canadian funds or was it U.S. funds? It was U.S. funds. Man, this so, story just keeps getting better I and know. better. So I actually just waited to the exchange rate was even more in my favor, and then I ended up getting around thirty-two thousand. So it was pretty wow. good. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> How long that was the whole great. experience? Um, from the day from the minute we got in line. To the minute we were done and like I had to go backstage and fill out some forms to accept my money. It was like eight hours as I got to uh, I actually went to the showcase showdown as well. And I, cause I spent a 90 <laughs> on the wheel, but then I, I bombed out, I guess too much over the prize. Cause it was like a Ducati and some diamond earrings. I didn't know how much those things were. Um, <laughs> 
So I, I didn't win that, that would have added to my prize, but, um, yeah. So I ended up being there for eight hours and then Chris, eight hours is about the, roughly the time that a full work day is just for For reference in case you were wondering, copy that. Um, and then for when they cut you the check, it takes six months. It takes six months to cut you a check. Chris, that's roughly, that's roughly half a year. (laughs) So what did you do with the money then, Amanda? I actually bought my own car because I didn't have a car. So I bought oh, a nice. car. Did you buy a Sonata? I did not. Uh, that's yeah. not like a car that I would be super into. I bought a Jeep Patriot. I'm going to interrupt. I Cubby and uh, Nick giving you a hard time about time. Greg, do you remember Chittick sitting in the back of the truck and you being like, Tornado, four o'clock, and Chittick being like, one, <laughs> two, three, having to count out a clock to figure out. <laughs> Yeah, and when and I and when I did and when I said, "Hey, there's a tornado at nine o'clock." Holy shit, that took forever. <laughs> I'm looking out the wrong window. You just say, "Hey, it's the other window." <laughs> Man, uh. oh, that's great. Well, listen, Amanda, uh, I have a question for you with with respect to your time when you were down in the states. So, mm-hmm. um, when you were living in Atlanta. Uh, did you live there or or were you just sort of traveling back and forth or did you actually live in Atlanta? I did live in Atlanta and I, for half the time and then the other half, uh, South Carolina, actually. So oh, wow. because I was I was living with teammates, so it was kind of a nomad. So it was kind of um, living with a couple of people for a couple of months. And then I lived my, the rest of my time in South Carolina. So when you're down there, um, I mean, they can get some pretty nasty weather. Uh, right now is tornado season down in what we call Dixie Alley. And in fact, this last week, uh, there was uh, close to 30 tornadoes in that, that Dixie Alley area. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see anything like that? Any, any experiences uh, with hurricanes or tornadoes when you were down, down there? Not personally, but the weather was so unpredictable. Um, like there was one point where they said we did have to get out of there. Like, so we were in South Carolina and it can be just so humid and hot. Like I could, I could do my, I know you guys don't understand, but I could do my hair and then I could walk. Oh, I understand. It, it was like, <laughs> oof, like the humidity was just, so I never did my hair really. So it was so humid and it would be so hot. And then all of a sudden it would just start raining out of nowhere. And one of the times they said we did have to evacuate because there was something crazy, like a tornado almost coming. So I actually drove to Atlanta for the weekend that time. So I got out of the storm, but apparently there was a pretty bad storm there. It's funny, Amanda, that you think that we wouldn't understand about hair and hair product, but I don't know if you've seen Greg with the uh, the ultra perm kind of uh, thing bit. going yeah. on there. Okay, now watch. Now you think it's bad here, Nick? Take the ponytail out. Nick, the body is going. Oh, never to... mind. Oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Just... Oh, oh, yes. Okay, you, it. you get it then. You get it. I, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't really have anything to say. My hair is way nicer than any anyone, all four of you, in fact, on the hundred percent. Yeah. Really. <laughs> what kind of product do you use? It's shiny, like you know. So, um, just Greasy. in case you're wondering, if uh, if you go out and buy um, bulk shampoo from Costco before um, you get locked down for a pandemic in March 2020, the two pack of L'Oreal shampoo bottles for men, if you have hair my length that'll run that'll last you about 13 months yeah little 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 i've got about i think i've got about eight or nine pumps left in there but i really work it right down to the bitter end though like i don't waste any product so 
Do you uh, condition as well, or is it just, oh, just straight up shampoo? It's a two in one. Amanda, when you're playing football down in the yeah. states, uh, were the crowds big? Yeah. Okay. I'll talk about that a little bit. It's kind of a cool experience. So I played in the Legends Football League. I don't know if you guys ever saw when Regina had a team here. So oh, it's no. when the oh yeah. So the, at one point, like literally like 2010 ago, <laughs> they had a team. So it's the women with the where they wear sports bras and kind of like the short shorts, like the bum huggers, just the pads. And you got a little hockey helmet going on. So we actually played in the arenas down there. And I got to play in cool places like the L.A. Coliseum, where not a lot of guys play in their in their football career. We had huge crowds come out and watch us around 10,000 people would come and watch us play football. And we were actually on. Uh, the W network at the time, or the O network, sorry, Oprah network, um, where people could watch us play. And it was really, really cool experience to be on TV and playing in the States. And that's what kind of attracted me to it. I always watched the CFL games here with my family growing up. And I remember asking like, my dad was like, can can women play football too? And he's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, I was never put any limitations on who I was as a person. So when I saw that league on TV, I was like, I want to, I want to do that for me. So yeah. I actually went to the States and did an open tryout, like by myself, I drove my car to uh, Los Angeles and did an open tryout. That's wow. awesome. So you're saying yeah. on the Oprah and- network, did you ever meet Oprah? No, no, I wasn't on the that part of it. So I just played. <laughs> gotcha. I wish that I did. That would have been like a huge <laughs> lifetime goal. Um, when I had went to the States, like I had no family and no friends there. And I was just kind of going like on a whim, like to kind of make a dream come true for me. And they said I was actually too short to play when I did my tryouts because I'm only five foot zero on the dot, like 120 pounds, maybe. Um so I did the four, I ran the 40 and I'm extremely fast from what I've been telling you guys. I ran like a four, seven, five, and I actually had to run it two more times. Cause they could not believe they thought there was something wrong with their stopwatch. And I ran the same time, <laughs> two extra times. So they're like, you know what? You're super fast, but I don't think you can play football. Cause I hadn't played before just ran track. And I said, when are your practices? So I actually ended up showing up to their practices and I pushed my way. I was like, let me, can I practice? Please can I let me practice. I pushed my way on the team and I ended up um, starting. That's awesome. That yeah. is cool. <laughs> and what position were you? Running back. Yeah. Any hardcore injuries or just uh, nothing too crazy? I actually ended up tearing my meniscus on my left side here. Um, and I had to go through surgery to get a scope done on that. And I ended up playing football again within four months because that's how serious I was about my prehab surgery and post-surgery stuff because of my background in sports and my education and my certified exercise physiology degree I was able to rehab myself with with the help of other people physios and stuff like that and get myself back in the game right away so is that Uh, hard to run on a broken toe is that the meniscus oh oh, uh, oh my god (laughs) (laughs) uh it could be no it's on your knee (laughs) i'm not joking Gotcha. Greg, okay, okay, good. Greg, like, you got right. a torn meniscus, don't you? I do have a torn meniscus. It probably for Wins. the same reason as Amanda. No, mine was <laughs> mine was beach volleyball. Oh or man. Let me, let me rephrase that. 
old yeah. guy beach volleyball. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I'm not, I'm really, really afraid of the surgery. Oh, you shouldn't be at all. Okay. So I was kind of nervous going into it, but honestly, once they put you to sleep, like, like they tell you to count back from 10 and you're like, your heart's racing a little bit. Cause you're super nervous. When you open your eyes, it's over. And you, like whoever's picking, get someone to pick you up. <laughs> it just seems like you close your eyes and open them and it's done. And whenever you get home, like within the next couple of days, it'll start to ache. And what, what hurt me the most was sleeping because you want to turn over. I don't know if you like, like to turn in your sleep like I do, but as soon as you try to turn, it just hurts. Like you can't, you're so swollen altogether yeah exactly it just sucks like sleeping sucked for um a couple months and even when like now like it's been holy smokes like four years since my surgery when it rains <laughs> really? i know i'm not in my yeah like it it uh, seems to swell up a little bit and it it aches <laughs> Great, cool so you be you're like you're like the human barometer right now that's so cool yeah. it's, pronou it's pronounced thermometer Thermometer. I can tell where it's gonna. I was like, okay, there's a ten percent percent chance it's already raining over there. So, Greg, you have a chance of being a decent storm chaser after this. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> time will tell. Yeah. I was gonna say too, like, uh, I mean, you're talking about rolling around in your sleep. Like Ricky, you would know because you sleep with Greg in the same bed when we're on the road. Like, does Greg move around a lot, or is he kind of just stay? You know, stay oh. rigid in his bed. The closest I've been to murdering somebody is sleeping in the same room <laughs> as Chittick. He snores at the <laughs> decibel of a chainsaw, and he insists on having the TV on loud. And if you turn the TV <laughs> off, you wake, yeah, you wake back up and the TV is cranked up again. So yeah, Amanda, anymore, I gotta, I gotta tell you this about Cubby. So, um, <laughs> like Cubby, before he got the CPAP, uh, what he would do is he would be. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would i would i would i would wake up in the middle of the night and i'd look over at the other bed and chris would be sitting up straight up in bed cross legs sitting on the on the bed sound asleep going <laughs> yeah it was sitting really bad up, sitting up in bed sound asleep weirdest thing i've ever really uh, really 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 bad <laughs> Yeah, so Amanda, uh, amazing football background. You've done lots of athlete stuff over the years, and you're talking about how you're doing speed training with the athletes now. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe chatting a little bit about that. and really curious, uh, what's next for you? Yeah, so I actually also play on Team Canada Women's World Football Team. So that's a fully dressed league. And we played in 2017, and we got a silver medal in Worlds, which is really oh, cool. cool. So potentially it's supposed to be this year we're supposed to play again in the world's tournament. I mean, due to COVID, it's hard to tell you guys that we are going to be playing, but crossing my fingers, we do play again for team Canada. Um, and other than that, I actually compete in a weightlifting. So Olympic weightlifting. So that comprises of snatch and clean and jerk. Um, so it's where you lift the bar, literally one movement above your head and the other one, you clean it up to your shoulders and then, jerk it above your head. So I actually hold the Saskatchewan record in both for snatch and clean and jerk. So just to give you a little, like I'm five foot tall, like five foot even, I'm like 120 pounds. So I can snatch around 170 pounds above my head and I can clean and jerk 200 pounds. Yeah, that's pretty so, good. <laughs> that's right. I can roll with the best of them. 
So uh, now I kind of had to transition into coaching people like during the pandemic because there hasn't been any meets for me. Oh, so yeah. I'm coaching everything from the University of Regina Rams football boys because um, they're potentially hopefully going into a season. So we're doing off-season se- off speed training as well as CFL players. I have a few of them under my belt I'm working with going into a potential season. And um, a guy getting ready, a couple guys are getting ready for combine, um, CFL combine. It is virtual, but we're trying to do the best that we can. And on the side, I do sports broadcasting um, for the CFL. So I'll be doing yep. the Rough Riders if we do have a season. So I, uh, I almost injured yeah. myself trying to load a, a 20 kilogram bag of flour into my Yaris uh, at Costco on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> It's similar. It's similar in form, you know, because I put it on the bottom of the cart. Right. So you got to I've been told I don't know about if this is true or not, but I've been told that the best way to lift heavy items is mostly with your back. So lower back. When I I took the flower and I grabbed it by the ends and you hoist up and try and get it on your shoulder to then bring it back down into the trunk. What's a Urus? It's um what they call an ultra subcompact vehicle. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Now, the other question I had was you mentioned that you're working uh, with some players on the combine. And what is it about farming that makes good football players? They're strong. You know, they're just they're just super strong, young, strapping men, you know. Don't put up just... with that, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's 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 take that <laughs> opportunity. Let's go uh, to our first break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to play uh, play a couple fun games uh, with Amanda, and uh, Nick is going to take us through uh, some videos, some topical weather videos from the the recent weather videos. And uh, we'll spend some time discussing those. Should be a lot of fun, but let's take our first break. Anyone can take great photos. I know because I've taught thousands of people just like you how to use their fancy digital camera. My system, Camera Easy, can be found at CameraEasy.ca. And it really is easy. I guarantee it. Whether you're photographing storms, tornadoes, a funky bride, or even your cousin's super annoying kids, you'll get better photos with CameraEasy.ca. So check it out today, CameraEasy.ca, and get better photos. All right, uh, we are back on the El Ninos, the Tornado Hunters podcast. And uh, we've got Amanda Ruler with us. Amanda, before I uh, forget, can you share with everybody what your uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, is again? Your all your social media. Yeah, of course. So my Instagram is at Amanda Ruler. Ruler is with two L's. My Twitter is at Amanda Bollock. You can you guys can find me on my website amandabollock.com if you want, and you can find me on Twitch. Twitch tv slash amanda ruler and i stream video games all the time like call of duty madden see you there <laughs> oh wow that's pretty cool my uh, my 14 year old son would be thrilled with that <laughs> <laughs> that's my demo yeah demographic yeah. you're a gamer yeah i'm a gamer uh, ricky plays games like that too i think 
cool. Well, <laughs> listen, this um, I'm glad to hear that you're into gaming because we're gonna actually uh, we're gonna do a few fun things in this segment. So we're gonna start off with uh, uh, Nick the Body is going to queue up some videos, and we're gonna be doing a little bit of commentary here, Amanda. And I, you know, we obviously haven't shared these videos with you already. You you have no idea what we're about to see. Uh, so as a non sort of weather nerd type, I'm really interested to see what you think of some of these videos and uh, it should be a lot of fun to uh, to watch. So Nick, why don't you take it from uh, from here? Sure. So um, to begin, I've got some this is ripped right from recent headlines. Um, <laughs> but this was the real first uh, tornadoes of the spring season down in the uh, Texas Panhandle. I know that's one of your fun places. Lots of stuff to do in the Panhandle around the Canadian slash happy Texas area. This one comes to us from the front porch of someone's uh, acreage in the Texas Chaparral of uh, the Panhandle there, the happy Texas tornado as seen from a front porch. And uh, here it is. So that to me is looking like uh, a pretty violent tornado. You can see it actually spinning. That's like that's a, a clearly a wedge uh, tornado on the ground. Amanda, does that look dangerous to you at this stage? Already, this is looking super dangerous, and I'm wondering, like, how close would you guys want to get to this? Uh, <laughs> well, you ask. Like before before you like start heading the other way. <laughs> Like if I'm if I'm in if we're in the truck I'm feeling reasonably safe here but we would be in panic mode at this stage no question okay. Ricky especially yeah Ricky's always the first one to pull the trigger like Chubby. I don't even know if I would be Chubby? filming this <laughs> I'd just be running for sure Cubby's in the back having a smoke telling us it's all okay <laughs> Greg will be fluffing his hair am I ready for the camera did, did look at panicking. that did you see that wheelbarrow flying there. Yeah, there's that wheelbarrow oh flying God. through. Nick, yeah, rewind it a yeah, bit. Throw, the, throw that again, Nick. And that tornado gets so close, and the video you can Ooh. hear it so well. This camera work actually looks like a little bit like Nick's handiwork. This guy's <laughs> uh, funny. This guy's, uh, this guy's chimes were a real good investment. Yeah, <laughs> you think those lasted all the way through? <laughs> well, listen like, to them. They're chiming like, up like, the Watch here. You st you're, you're seeing sticks flying across in front of the camera, and <laughs> like. It's just insane. You can't even see the tornado at this stage. No, it's heavy winds left to right there. So it's just getting, it's already past them, I think. Amanda, would you have stayed there and videoed? I'm, I'm watching this and I don't think that I would have. I think I would have started sprinting 40 yards in the opposite direction because this is too close for me. I don't know about you guys. Like, have you been this close? Like, this almost looks like in the eye of the storm, but I haven't been in one before. So I don't know if this is like, what level this is on. The good thing we know about Amanda is that if she did need to sprint 40 yards to get away from a tornado, <laughs> she could do it in 4.7 se seconds. So that's, uh, that's uh, <laughs> so um, Amanda, to answer your question, like all three of us, all four of us have been this close, but never on purpose. Okay. okay. Like this is not like, this is as far from smart as you can get. Hmm. Like that makes that, sense. Now. Like this, that guy was was literally 
you know, a a, a slight oscillate oscillation 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 of the the tornado. Uh, you know, a few yards in in any direction, and he would have been killed easily. Killed. Sorry, what was so, that word, Greg? Oscillation? Oscillation? Good on that guy, though. Like, I didn't really hear the whole thing. Was he talking to anyone in the back room? Was he? Yeah, you can hear there's a female there, and she's like, I'm going to the bathroom. Just at the beginning. (laughs) Assumedly for shelter. Right. (laughs) I just have to take off. Okay, so Amanda, that is is so funny that you you reacted that way to Ricky saying that about going to the bathroom. If you don't have a basement, do you know where you go in the house? Main floor bathroom. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that. I thought she just had to go pee or something. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So listen, the, the, you can have a house. You can have a house completely destroyed by a tornado, and you can survive that in the main floor bathroom. And uh, mm. you know, as wow. long as you're wait, yeah, as long as you're away from uh, you know flying glass and windows, the the main floor bathroom has the most walls per square foot in your home. And uh, it just generally, if the house is flattened, usually that little area of the home is still kind of left standing. So, yeah, speaking yeah. like an engineering term. So usually around a bathroom, okay. they use A-frames and the A-frame can withstand the weight of the house coming oh, down sorry, on top of it. Know. <laughs> now I'm just I kidding. I I no, I'm just I kidding. I have no that. idea. <laughs> However, she was so scared she had to pee or something. Yeah. You know what this tornado reminds me of? I have to go pee. It is, <laughs> it is wild how many stories are out there of people who have survived tornadoes in a bathtub, though, and like been thrown a long ways. So there's oh, a, my God. Yeah, there's a tornado that wiped out that entire house, except for the enclosed uh, spaces within the house, which in this case appear to be the uh, bathroom wow. and maybe a little closet back here. Through look at those four, too. Hey, that's crazy. Yeah, look, yeah. At those, look at those A-frames. Yeah, yeah, I, don't that, I don't think that's right, but uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so let's they, uh, let's move on to that next video then. How's that? Cubby, the U.S. school system really let you down, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, the U.S. is on point right now as far as vaccination goes. Like they're up over, I think, close to a hundred million people already. Where's Canada at? I don't know. Oh, Greg's <laughs> muted. <laughs> He's trying to talk, but he is muted. There we I go. I am not muted now. Uh, oh, listen, nice. uh, Chris, guess what? I'm going to be eligible, I think, like next week. Oh, wow. My, my age category, if you know what I'm talking about. The 65 plus? Whoa. <laughs> hey, yo. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Thanks. All right, Nick, what do you got for us? All right, so this is the falls under the category of that accidentally too close to a tornado. This guy decides um, this now's a good time to take oh. his uh, truck out for a spin. This one's a is classic. that wise? Is that a this wise is classic? Thing to do? classic. And, and Andy, you see the house there, and you see the the yeah. garage, right? And then Look at he's, like, he's bending like, over. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm gonna maybe call oh, it. Oh, yeah. oh, let's go back in the garage. Oh, let's go oh, back in the garage. The garage. Oh. <laughs> and then the garage is destroyed. So, I mean, is that safe that he got out of the garage? I'm, oh, I mean, I'm what, so the hell, what the hell was that guy thinking to begin Nick, with? Nick, one more time, play that through one yeah, more time. Yeah, you gotta play it one more time. I'm really, gonna... Chinook, that's rich for you to be saying that. <laughs> now, look at, look, look at the walls, those okay. are cinder block walls. 
I don't know right. if you saw that, guys. Cinder block walls. So that's a pretty well constructed garage, and it just like in seconds just gets completely obliterated. It looks like a Ford truck too, so he's probably safe because they're built right. Ford tough. I know. There's so much debris in this tornado. Yeah, look at just that ripping apart. Oh my just... Whoa, the trees in there. He's like, oh no, I'm going back in the garage. Oh, then... No, I'm not. <laughs> Where was oh this, Nick? God. Did it say in the description anywhere? I think that was Germany. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea where it was. Didn't say. Have you guys seen something like this before, where a building was completely, like, via garage or building completely wiped out? Yeah, unfortunately, that's like the bad side of storm chasing, right? Like, we're all out there, we're yeah. having fun. You know, we, we're capturing both the footage we need to get, the pictures we need to get, and then like that's like the shitty part. You know, is after the aftermath. You know, yeah. trying to help out with search and rescue and just seeing people's families uprooted and destroyed. You know, homes and you know, their lives are turned upside down. So yeah, that's the bad part. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. uh, seeing it live, seeing it happen live. Uh, in fact, if you look at the, uh, picture behind me on the wall, uh, you know, obviously a tragic day, but, uh, that was the type of <laughs> shut up, Nick, <laughs> but yeah, you can, when you see buildings flying through the air, when you see, uh, you know, debris flying through the air. It really gives you a sense of how powerful these things can be. And yeah. um, it, honestly, it never gets old. It, it never, like, I mean, it still is shocking the first uh, first time uh, that you see it. It's still as shocking when you see it a, a hundred times. How fast can the wind get up to, to be able to knock over a building? Like how fast does it have to get up to? Nick, you want to field this one? Yeah, it can get pretty fast. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe even super fast. They have uh, okay, they have these super, things. Super they have yeah, super fast. Like it, there's different <laughs> categories of fast. So Greg is Greg uses the Beaufort scale, but I'll just I'll go with kilometers per hour just because um Sure. <laughs> you know what? I actually maybe maybe what like if I'm I, sprinting, how fast do I have to sprint to be able to knock? Oh, we get it. You can run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have... She's really hitting late. this. How fast she is. She's really hitting that hard. If we're talking about lifting weights over my head, what are we talking here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to go quite a bit faster. So the like the EF fives, which are the the strongest on the enhanced fujita scale which is what both the united states and canada use now to rate tornadoes is uh 200 miles per hour plus so i mean in kilometers per hour that's what that's like four thousand kilometers an hour greg what <laughs> i can't do the conversion greg's uh i i can't remember i think it's three hundred twenty thousand or 320 kilometers per hour something in that range so it can get pretty fast like 40 a four seven in 40 isn't going to cut it and that, no. that's just wind speed. That's not how fast the tornado's moving. Yeah. And the fastest tornado ever was recorded. That was last year, wasn't it? Or the year before? It was 90 no. miles. 2014. 2014. That's right. That's what I said. Moving Close. moving 90 miles per hour. Ah, um, ground speed. Ground so speed. So I actually, before, so after I was in university, I actually competed in bobsled. So our sled got up to 90 miles per hour. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. Right. Our sled <laughs> physically got up to 90 miles per hour. Really? Yeah, so in yeah. a bobsled, if the tornado was contained only to the track, <laughs> you would have a chance. Because that okay. 90 mile per hour tornadoes would be, uh, there's only been one. Most yeah. tornadoes move much, much, much slower than that in terms of ground speed. 
Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it really though, Amanda? Is it really interesting? <laughs> no, it is cool. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm trying to pick up something cool during the pandemic that I didn't know before. And that skill for me is learning weather with you guys. <laughs> oh my God. Was that I don't a know if you guys it's saw, a- I don't know if you guys saw in the comments there, but Peter Slack asked, is that garage an A-frame? <laughs> and in fact, Peter, it is not an A-frame. That's why actually that one, stand. that, that actually garage was in fact, an A-frame, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, uh, are we talking two-person bobsled or four-person? So for women, it's always two-man because there's no four-man women's bobsled. But men is two and four, so I competed in two. So I was the brake man. So I was in the back pushing the sled, running as fast as I can. And then your driver jumps in, and I jump in right behind her. Hold on for dear life. So is that because they don't trust you to drive it? A hundred percent. They did not even trust me. Yeah. Uh, well, it was my because I was very fast. So they have drivers that. Yeah, are... we've heard that. We've we've yeah, heard how sorry. fast you are. Um, when I came into the sport, obviously, like when they when you have uh, pilots, they're called pilots, the ones that drive. They actually train for quite a few years before to become a pilot with the oh, bobsled. Okay. And so as a brakeman, I was just coming in. So I didn't know anything about the sport just yet. So hey, hey Amanda, I'll, I'll throw this question at you. Um, it just it came in through the comments and made me uh, think of that video that we just watched. And yeah. and Nick, can, can you just cue that same video up again, Nick? The, the exact same one we just watched with the garage. So Amanda, when you when you watch the the guy backs out of the uh, the driveway and you start seeing the debris flying around, and uh, and then as he pans back, the the camera angle pans back to the garage. The garage gets blown away, roof of the house. There's some damage and that, that sort of thing. Where do you think that tornado rate rates? as far as like severity of a tornado. So just to give you an idea, tornadoes can be rated yeah. on a scale from EF zero all the way up to EF five. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and, I'm going to take a wild guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five. Go, go for it. Honestly, a wild guess. Cause I, I haven't seen as much as you guys. So on, like a three out of five. Was that but, fair okay. to say? But judging on how fast you can run, what would you think? Because <laughs> you're a fast runner. <laughs> <laughs> um th- so yes, okay so here's here's a, here's a couple here's a couple telltale sort of okay. like indicators as to uh what's happening and and what kind of wind speeds you're talking about so okay. obviously without an analyzing the video completely you'll notice that first of all the garage gets gets blown down so that's a pretty good indicator that it's a, a reasonably strong tornado but the house was still standing yeah. Right, the house was still there. The house didn't get blown off its foundation or anything like that. And tornadoes are rated by how much they, how much damage they do. Like how, what, like what's the damage that happens uh, from the tornado? This is probably in the neighborhood of, I'm guessing EF one damage. Oh, maybe EF two, but I, I don't even think it would be EF two. Like you'll see that those trees, the ones on the left hand side, some of them are gone, some of them are still standing. The roof of the house is still there, and you yeah. know that garage, the door was open, and it's you know it's a, it's a garage. It's not exactly that you know built the same way a house would be. So I'm guessing probably EF EF one, uh, maybe maybe EF two. Nick, what do you think? Uh, Nick the body. 
Yeah, I would say a strong EF1, maybe on the lower end of an EF2, just because it does look like it takes a little more than the the roof off of uh, off of a couple of the structures, the more well-built structures, like the entire roof shingles disappeared off the house very quickly there but uh yeah this isn't this wouldn't be what we would consider a super strong tornado you can imagine what ef5 would do yeah no now i understand more of like the rating um i want to see a bigger one if you guys have a more <laughs> videos i feel like there might be another one all right nick what el what else you got for us <laughs> well, just before we take that detour, I wanted to just say that for context, like Amanda, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but she's really fast. And uh, that sprint she did, I did a little conversion in my head over the last little <laughs> bit here. And she's actually running in those 40 yards. She's actually running uh, about 27 and a half kilometers an hour. That's pretty friggin' fast. Like I'd, I don't think I could run that fast. I know you could not run that fast. I don't think I could run that fast. Do you run it every day, Nick? I do run well most days, yeah. But I don't. I don't run. I don't. I don't run for speed. I run for pleasure. Mm. <laughs> Copy that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yikes! Um, I I don't like jogging. Do you mean jogging? Jogging. <laughs> so here's what I do, Amanda. Let me go over my uh, regimen. You tell me what I'm doing and wrong or right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I roll out of bed at about oh seven hundred thirty hours or so. I get up, I make myself a, a big bowl of red line oats. This is my new thing. And really, I'm making the red line oats because I've had some trouble with constipation re recently. So I'm, <laughs> I'm on the oatmeal and the caffeine. There's ca Red line oats have coffee in the oatmeal, so it turns the water into coffee, and you eat that with the oats. Then what I do is I slam back a Rockstar or a Monster Energy drink, Perfect. I, uh, I work my real job for four hours in the morning and then at noon I fire up my treadmill and wow. then on the treadmill I, I, I walk at 3.4 kilometers an hour for five minutes and then I, I crank her into high gear up to five miles per hour for 20 minutes and I go at, I go at five miles per hour for 20 and then I crank her right back down to 3.4 for the last five minutes. <laughs> I get off bowl of oatmeal energy drink again then i'm usually good till uh till the evening that's a great story nick i, yeah. I loved it every minute it just like had a it went up and it down it just had cliffhangers i i really liked it um i oh, think you're doing all the right stuff just a second i forgot to <laughs> tell you i also have the treadmill on a five percent incline that wow. changes everything i was yeah, gonna say yeah. like that sounds like such a boring workout but like now it's up it's up for oh. me I might so do the, it. So the workout matches the story. Excellent. That's cool. Don't hurt yourself, Nick. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Uh, hey, guys. Listen, I, I just realized uh, backstage we actually have uh, we actually have one of our uh, one of our regular uh, one of our regular contributors, and uh, let's bring in all the way from Yellowknife. Northwest Territories. Wow. We have on mute right now, but he's going to unmute his <laughs> mic in any second now. We have Alan Gofanko of Alan and Braden. How are you doing, Alan? Good. How are you doing, Greg? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. But uh, when you were watching that video, I know you were backstage. You were watching that video. Um, where would you rate that tornado? Crap in the pants. Crap in the pants for sure. 
Can you imagine? <laughs> you're backing out of your garage. You have no idea. The guy's probably not even checking his rear view mirror. Pulls into the road. He's seeing, it reminds me flashbacks, the corn husks that we saw two years ago hitting the side of the vehicles. And then all of a sudden it's, it's game over. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Did the wind blow that car forward? Was he like putting it into drive, panicking or what? Clean underwear required. I, I, I mean, it, it, I, I would love to have heard the audio of what was going on in the car at that moment. Because <laughs> oh, sure. I, I can only Where's assume he was crapping his pants. I hope the pants. dog wasn't in the garage because the dog's gone. all right so alan stick with us we're gonna let's hit nick let's hit one more what what, we got one more video you can queue up for us yeah i do i uh in fact i'm going on the fly here because amanda said she wanted to see uh one more tornado video so rather than that other nonsense i was going to put up i'm (laughs) going to throw up uh one more very short clip of uh tornado uh and and what can happen uh to those houses so here here you go uh oh! Look at the house. Is this Scott okay? McPartland's so th- yeah, this is Scott McPartland's video. Yeah, just iconic. Yeah, so I mean, this is wow. this is a well-built house, and it is <gasps> just the yeah. roof is coming off. That's like the a house unreal. Party. That's the whole frame. Like a house party. (laughs) It is raising the roof. Yeah. Now you you remember Amanda that first video that we watched where the guy was filming from his front porch. He has no idea whether that tornado is uh, an EF zero or if it's one of these where it's going to lift this house off its foundation. Like crazy, crazy that that guy was filming the video. Yeah, scary. Right. So, what crazy level would you rate that guy out of ten? Uh, 10. Yeah, he should have definitely, definitely been in the basement. Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, a lot of times it's you don't know what you don't know either. It's true, Ricky. That's a great point. That's like, that's like saying, Ricky, (laughs) that'd be like saying, that'd be like saying, like, you know, that bear that I don't know if that bear is going to attack me, but he is 15 feet away from me, that bear. Yeah, but you see people mingling with bears all the time to get (laughs) pictures and stuff like that. I just saw a a guy get in an elephant enclosure with his like four-year-old kid (laughs) at the zoo two days ago and the elephant uh, false charged him and he just stood there. And then he got arrested for child endangerment after, which is a blessing (laughs) because a lot of the time these idiots don't get... uh, don't have any ca- consequences happen unless where get- where was a where was the zoo that the guy could get into the enclosure like that? He went through three three separate walls to get into where the elephants are behind, like the big fence, the small fence, and the barbed fence. It was like with- an electrical fence, I want to say. Yeah, like a big electrical fence, like uh, yeah. with his child. It's like some idiot who would ever wrestle like alligators, for example. Like why, right? Why? Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. Broken noses. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you know the backstory there, Amanda, but uh, no. when we were shooting our show, we were down in the Florida Keys. And for some reason, our producers at the time, we had a down day. And usually when you have a down day, it's, the whole day is completely off. And for some reason, the producers thought it would be amazing if we just did like a little morning segment going to like a alligator rescue kind of like farm situation and uh we just went right in the alligator pit and ricky and greg were having fun with the alligators and then all of a sudden i'm holding my alligator and it whips his head around and cracks me in the nose no. No. Tim, you're, you're cutting on half the story 
and breaks my nose in 14 different places. This is what happened. Greg and I were both taking it seriously. We're both like panicked, stressing out. We're holding on to these alligators. One we got ourselves into. Chivik has one hand on the back of his alligator and the other hand he's smoking. <laughs> and I was looking over and I was like, I hope he does get hit. He deserves it. <laughs> oh, where is that? <laughs> It smashes him in the face, and he looks over at me, and he's just bleeding. Uh, yeah. Of course that was going to happen. And didn't yeah. you have yeah. like eight, eight fractures in your nose or something like that? Yeah, so on the day off, I have to go spend the whole day at the Miami uh, emergency room. It was not a good wow. day off. <laughs> oh, and, and the great part about Yikes. doing the alligator thing and him breaking his nose is uh, that had a lot to do with us storm chasing. That really was important for the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh this elephant times, zoo, eh? this, this, elef this elephant zoo encounter ha happened in san diego three days no. yes holy <gasps> he drops his Look, two year old yeah. kid and he gets oh, shot right there Why the elephant? how did he even get over there what to is be it? fair, the elephant was kind of nice about it. Like uh, that elephant could have done some pretty nasty. Yeah, hundred percent. Elephants are very fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's getting his picture taken right there, isn't he? He's not oh, even paying attention. What an idiot! Drops his kid. Anyway, he was arrested for child endangerment. Uh, so Good. we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, so when you talk about like when Ricky says you don't know what you don't know, I mean, that sounds like just something dumb Ricky would say on any day. But I think he's <laughs> I think he's nail like hitting the nail on the head. Some people don't get it. They don't know. No. Well. All right. Well, listen, speaking of getting it, Nick, speaking of getting it, let's. Uh, uh, let's play a game uh, with uh, Amanda and the rest of you, uh, rest of you knuckleheads. Uh, and here's the game we're going to play, Amanda, and we're going to keep this real simple tonight. Um, and it's it's called Weather Words, okay? And uh, here's the way it's going to work: is I'm going to um, ask you a weather question, and I'm going to give you a chance to answer first. And if you don't get it, if you don't get the right answer, then we'll go to the tornado hunters. We'll get them to answer the question. And just so you know, Amanda, if you think that somehow they have an advantage over you on this, <laughs> <laughs> I can I can assure you they do not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So number one, Sounds let's good. go. Uh, let's go to number one. And Nick, any chance you can cue some uh, cue some music up for me on this one? I feel like. I feel like we need some music on this one. What kind of uh, what kind of sound are you looking for? I don't know, just some sort of intro music for this segment. You know, we'll call it Weather Words. What do you got for me? Well, I mean, best I think I best I think I can do with uh, Amanda here for today. I mean, we can pick a different theme uh, per person, but I think the best theme for Amanda is probably The Price Is Right. Right on. <laughs> I like it. it. I like it. Okay. Just flexing. So. Flexing. Yeah. Yeah. Give us one of those, Amanda. Come on down. Yeah. I'll send you the screen grab of it later. It's pretty intense. Awesome. All right. So here's your first weather word, Amanda. Uh, I would like you to tell me what is the opposite of evaporation? What is the opposite of evaporation? Precipitation? It just Incorrect. Like 
Lillian Blair, one of our uh, viewers on YouTube right now, uh, did get the right answer. I'm not even going to go to the tornado hunters on this one. The correct answer is condensation, condensation. So oh. evaporation, the opposite of evaporation is condensation. So uh, congratulations on that one, Lillian. Uh, well done. And uh, Amanda, number two here. Do you know what an isobar is? An isobar. An isobar. This should um, be good. When I used, to, when I was younger, the Schwan man used to come and deliver ice cream, and I swear I would get an isobar. <laughs> no, no, totally wrong. Com com oh. Completely, completely wrong. So let's go to the let's go to the tornado hunters. Let's go to the tornado hunters. What is an isobar? Alan, Cubby, Ricky, any of you guys know? What that's, is an uh, ISO bar? That's one of our downtown bars here in Yellowknife, seven months of the year. It's an ISO bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, incorrect. Ricky, what's pressure. an ISO bar? It has to do with pressure. Okay, that's very Aww. good, Chris. Can you... Uh, can you uh, narrow that down a little bit more? Yeah, so like uh, it's a measurement of pressure that's remaining in the atmosphere. God, you, you all you're doing is is using words in in a uh, like a it's like one of those word generator things. Here's a list of weather words I've heard, and I'm just gonna try to you know uh, you know put a few of them together. Ricky, what about you? You're laughing hard here, but you know what an isobar is. For sure. It's when you're shooting lightning at nighttime and you got to dial up the ISO and uh, you just get to a certain bar within that limit. No. No. <laughs> Nick? All right, Nick the body. Any 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 guess on what My understanding ISO bar of the ISO bar is that when you plot a, a, a point of, of lines on a map, a weather map, uh, the pressure at sea level; those connect equal connecting lines make up an isobar. That is correct. The correct term, the correct definition: the line drawn on a weather map connecting points of equal barometric pressure. So there you go, Amanda. Ooh. You can you can put that one onto your list of things you learned during COVID. That's what uh, I said. All right, now now listen for for the keen for the keen eared listeners. Nick actually mentioned this earlier in the broadcast, uh, oh. but here is the question, and he gave the answer away earlier in the broadcast. But Amanda, what does the Beaufort scale measure? What does the Beaufort scale measure? The speed of, of the wind? Correct. <laughs> it is a measurement of wind speed. Yay. Very, very I was good. trying to remember, but the wheels were turning. It came slowly, but I got it. <laughs> right on, right on. And uh, here's uh, here's the le next one, and this will be our, our last one. Uh, Amanda, uh, can you tell us what are doldrums? Doldrums, D-O-L-D-R-U-M-S, doldrums. Holy smokes, I don't even know what that is at all i can't even make up anything for a doldrum doldrum just sounds like yeah. like sounds like like somebody i went on a date with and i wasn't having fun because it was just dull <laughs> and dull and dumb like like i'm like it was kind of a dull and dumb date put it together you i didn't know you and ricky dated 
<laughs> wow. wow yeah after you stole your stole amanda's hair product you weren't uh you were on the running oh god i love that joke okay um yeah. let's go tornado hunters any what are the doldrums cubby low point low period god okay let's move on uh <laughs> alan what about you go fanko from Yellowknife. Doldrums are, I believe it's the it's the type of pineapple that's grown <laughs> in Hawaii. Those don't know. It's, it's it's by the Dole Company, oh, and and they, when they get going. to a certain size, if you tap them, they sound just like a drum. Dole Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Rick. Yeah, for sure. No, it comes from um, ancient Greece. And uh, no, it sounds like an afternoon at your sounds place. Like an Greg. Afternoon. Just <laughs> an afternoon <laughs> Nick the body. Doldrums just means depressed. Uh, okay. Well, in, in terms of uh, weather words, remember our category today is weather words. No. Um, doldrums is a nautical term for the equatorial region. Of light winds mm -hmm. between the trade winds of the two hemispheres. So and along the equator, you have this area where the doldrums would be very bad, for example, for sailing because there's no wind. Nautical, okay? nautical being the opposite of radical. Right. <laughs> I've got Listen, right. uh, Amanda, uh, Amanda, I want to thank you for putting up with us uh, today. Uh, we had a ton of fun. We found out that you are incredibly, incredibly fast. Um, and uh, tell us, uh, you know, what last uh, last chance here. Tell us what you got coming up, how people can follow you, where they can get a hold of you, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So just working on um, being an athlete right now, I'm going to look towards competing in Olympic lifting a little bit more if uh, meets start coming out. So keep following my journey as an athlete and you'll get some speed and fitness tips if you follow along with my journey on Instagram at Amanda Ruler, Ruler with two L's, on Twitter at Amanda Bollock. And you can how do you find spell, me on How do you spell that, Amanda? Amanda Bollock, A-M-A-N-D-A-B-O-L. I see. Okay, got it. There we go. Yeah. I was like right thinking on. about the whole thing. I'm like, da da da. Um, and then you can find me on my website, amandabolic.com. If you do want to work with me for speed training, you can apply there. And you can find me on Twitch at Amanda Ruler. Um, I stream video games. Now it's time for the weather with Dylan and Frankie. Okay, so we've got uh, two uh, guests that. I'm a big fan of, I know we're all a big fan of, um, I've been watching, um, I've been watching Frankie for like 10 years, Dylan, I'm a little newer to, but, um, this is Dylan Atak and Frankie McDonald. They've got actually their own show on cable 14 in Hamilton. And they've been doing that, I believe since January, I think Dylan's going to tell us a little bit about that. Um, but, um, uh, and he'll give us the website because apparently it's live streamed from Hamilton, um, every, uh thursday night and uh welcome to the show dylan atac tell us a little bit about yourself and uh and the show that you guys got going on yes so frankie and i are best buds we met back in the summertime uh through zoom and we you know we started uh 
to Zuma celebrities, I also have autism, and Frankie's a true inspiration to myself and to the autism commu community and to everyone in the entire world because he's the best weatherman of our time, as we all know that. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we have our own TV show on Cable 14 here in Hamilton, and we've we interview celebrities and we talk about their their, their careers and and then Frankie shows him off shows off the, his cool wicked bobbleheads and his action figures in his book and his merchandise to the celebrities that we interview and uh, yeah it's been going really well. Excellent. And what 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 website can we go to to watch that? You said it's every every Thursday you do that. Yes, every every Thursday uh, at www.cable14.com, and you can go to the live stream link, um, and you can watch it on the live stream link every every Thursdays. How are you doing, Frankie? Nice to uh, finally be able to see you in person. I've been watching your YouTube videos and subscribed to your channel for I don't know about a decade. So, tell us what's going on weatherwise, uh, Frankie. What can we expect? It's going to get warmer in Regina, Saskatchewan later on in the week. It's starting off cold and wet. It's going to turn warmer thanks to Omega Block because it's going to be really cold on the East Coast and West Coast right now. So, Frankie, are you getting ready to uh, hunker down in some cold weather out there because we're going to get the benefit of the sun out in Regina? Yes, it's going to be a benefit of the sun in Regina because of the jet stream is going like this. So big dipping jet then from uh, out of the Arctic into the West Coast and the East Even Coast. So California is getting colder weather now too. What what do you think the temperature is going to be like out in Sydney when it's about plus fifteen here in Regina? That's warm. That's that's warm in Regina. That means if we go up to fifteen, up the alert. That's hot for them. And how cold is it going to get in Sydney? What's the temperature going to be like there this right week? Right now it's below minus twelve with the wind chill. So it's still winter time out on the East Coast then. Hey, Frankie, I saw that you, I uh, understand you got a couple of action figures, uh, bobbleheads there. Let's uh, let's have a look at those. This is a Frankie McDowell action figure designed by Ben Campbell. He lives in Big Spring, Texas, the United States of America. Love it. Where can we get one of those if we want them? www.frankieactionfigure.com Dylan, looks like you're plugging that Be Prepared book. Uh, true story. I bought that it, book for the Tornado Hunter himself. It's signed too. Love it. This is a copy of my book. People can get them on Amazon.ca and Amazon.com. Search Frankie McDonald on Amazon to get a copy of my book. Sarah Soder is the person who wrote my book. Makes a great special occasion for your birthday, Christmas gift, anniversary. Get Frankie's merchandise. You won't regret it. <laughs> That's awesome. Follow Sarah Soder on Twitter. This is a bobblehead of Frankie McDonald designed by National Bobblehead's Hall of Fame, Phil Schuyler. He's the CEO of National Bobbleheads Hall of Fame, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They got different colors. They got blue, they got gold, they got purple, they got red, they got green, they got orange and yellow. Hey, Dylan, you're wearing a Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, sweater there. Uh, I don't know if that's going to play so well out here in Saskatchewan where we got the big <laughs> Rough Rider following, but uh, tell us about the Hamilton Tiger Cats and your work with them. Well, first off, Regina fans are very friendly. So. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I I, uh, I uh, do. I've been working with the Thai Cats for 15 years now, 16 years now, I believe. Long time, uh, long time fixture of the equipment room. So I uh, wash all the laundry uh, and uh, set up the field for practice, and I take care of the visiting teams on game days. So uh, yeah, it's, I, I enjoy every single minute uh, minute of it, and 
maybe one of these days I will recruit off you guys to come help me out. I think uh, I hope Frankie's pretty good at doing laundry too. So and I'll be going. Yes, to, I'll be going to, on my world tour. I'll be going to every single country in the world. I'll be going to all over Canada, all over the United States, Mexico, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Honduras, El Salvador, Nagura, and Panama, Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, Bolivia, Peru. Hey, if you want to follow my social media, my Twitter is at Frankie McD. My Facebook is Frankie McDonald and Frankie Donald public figure page. And my Instagram is Frankie McD 1984. My TikTok is Frankie McDonald 1984. My Snapchat is Frankie M-A-C-D-O-N. My LinkedIn is Frankie McDonald. My YouTube channel is Dogs and Wolves. Awesome. Thank you, Frankie. Thank you, Dylan. And thank you guys so much for coming on today. We really do appreciate it. Best of luck to you. I'm Frankie McDonald. You're listening to TornadoHunter.com podcast. Welcome back to El Nino's. So we just heard from Frankie and Dylan, uh, two amazing guys from out east, and uh, they did a great job. We're going to have them on every single week that we're doing our podcast, bi-weekly actually, and uh, it should be a great, great time. They're great guys. Episode one, guys. Woo! Yeah, I know, right? Yay. That's pretty pretty exciting. And Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, a few little uh, growing pains here along the way, um, you know, and and you had to put up with Nick and uh, and well, you're used to Ricky, but uh, Cubby and my myself. But thank you so much. I hope you had a lot of fun, and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast tonight. For sure, thanks a lot. Exactly, Amanda. I had yeah. a lot of fun, and I was your first guest ever, so. Got to bring Ever. me back another time to for sure. re reconnect. So yeah, it may be that. one of those. It may be one of those trivia questions a few years from now, right? Like who was yeah. the first? Wow. Very very part cool. of history. <sighs> yeah, nice thank you, Amanda. Right on. So listen, uh, go to Stormfront Freaks on your favorite podcast app, Apple uh, Apple Podcast. You can get it on uh, Google uh, Google play. You can do uh, Castbox. You can any, any of these, uh, uh, podcast streaming platforms, uh, subscribe to stormfront freaks podcast. It's also an amazing podcast, uh, on stormfront freaks. We've had incredible guests like Jim Cantori from the weather channel, check out stormfront freaks podcast and, uh, subscribe. And you will also have in your inbox once every two weeks, the Tornado Hunters podcast, El Ninos. El Ninos. I think that sounds pretty good. I think I think I think the El Ninos thing is going to catch. Somebody on. said in the comment section it's supposed to be Los Ninos. Yeah, yeah don't worry too. about that. Don't worry about that. I don't. I don't trust <laughs> you guys. Don't don't worry about it. El, El Ninos is just fine. <laughs> Make sure you pronounce the S. Ninos. <laughs> yeah, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. Thank you so much. Uh, I am going to get in touch with you actually in the upcoming off season because it's my goal to be probably the fastest sprinter when it comes to being a storm chaser. So we need to work together. You need to get me going. Get me going fast. That way I can run back and forth from the truck to the tripod and get the shots that I need to get. <laughs> Exactly. It, no, I can help you there. <laughs> what's the longest you've ever ran? Ten minutes? Uh, no. Him? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like probably two Cubby. minutes. How long? <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> if that even, maybe one minute. Until you had another smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quitting coming up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I am. Heard that. Heard heard that for a few years today. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, uh, um, so I want to say for uh, for Amanda, uh, Cubby, Dick Forbes, and Nick the Body, I'm Greg Johnson. This is El Nino's Tornado Hunters podcast. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in and have a great week. And we'll talk to you again soon. This has been El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast, part of the Stormfront Freaks podcast network. 